You all are the reason why we do this podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave your comments and share your reviews and also share with others. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you. Clinton Bush Food Science with a Different Flavor is an innovative and informative show that will cover all facets of food science, culinary arts, food processing, food branding, food marketing, and careers. The show will feature food industry experts and various special guests. If you would like to understand food science and the importance of the flavoring experience, please join Clinton Bush Food Science with a Different Flavor show. Stay tuned. Next, you will hear the interview with Roberto Brissiani. Roberto Brissiani, CEO of Thinking Foods Incorporated, is one of the most prestigious consultants in Europe in the restaurant industry. Roberto is the author of the book, The Secret of a Magnetic Restaurant, winner of the Gowerman World Cookbook Awards in Spain as the best book for professionals in the restaurant industry and second best book in the world. Roberto is an expert in Six Sigma and Lean Manufacturing methodologies applied to the food industry and restaurants. Columnist of the most prestigious magazine in the restaurant industry. His extensive experience as an entrepreneur makes his approach eminently practical and results-oriented. Bersani is the inventor of the SDS that is an intelligent kneading system for any type of dough like pizza, bread, bagel, pretzel, etc. In the U.S. market, Roberto is the CEO of Thinking Foods Incorporated, located in Miami, Florida. The company is dedicated to open turnkey restaurants concepts and to help entrepreneurs to improve the results of their restaurant business implementing innovative solutions. Next, you will hear the interview with Roberto Brissiani. Roberto? Hello. Hello. Hey, how's it going? How you doing, my friend? It's been a long time. I'm glad we got you on the show. Uh, sure, sure. Long time ago, yes. I remember very well when I met you in Jacksonville with Sonia, your wife. I remember your passion for teaching children the art and science of cooking. I'm glad that you mentioned that. I want to let the listening audience know that I thank you from coming all the way from Spain to Jacksonville to train them as students. And the good news is a lot of them went to college. Some are chefs and they're doing real well because of the investment that you made. 
thank you. I'm very proud of that and of hearing that. And uh, thank you for uh, giving me the possibility to help you. You're welcome, my friend. Let's jump into some, uh, I had some questions for you. Let me ask you a question. Now, when I say uh, Brizziani, that sounds Italian to me. So my question to you is, where are you from? Yes, I am Italian, but I live long time. I, I live 25 years in, uh, in Spain. And now I, I, my, uh, I live uh, six months a year in Spain, six months a year in the uh, US, but I born in uh, Italy. That's good. So since you said that, what brings you, now I know you're in, in Miami, you want to tell the audience the name of your company? Sure, it's Thinking Foods. It's a company that works to help in business in the restaurant industry to grow and to scale with a system, with a patent system that we, we have and that you know because we put the system there in Jacksonville. And uh, I, I know that you remember, it's an intelligent system that uh, make any kind of dough in a professional way. Yeah, that's my way. next question. My next question is, can you explain to the audience about the smart, the smart dough system and perfecting pizza dough? Okay, fantastic. The smart dough system is an invention because I I, uh, I want to start uh, telling you that when I was 16 years old, I started making pizza and now I have 52 years. It's a lot, long time making pizza and I am in, an engineer and then my obsession is about system and uh, I want to, uh, to see the pizza comes out exactly the same each time and also the bread, any kind of dough comes out exactly the same. It's, it's, it's time because that is very important for the customer, which want to pay something to have uh, as a return the same quality of product. And then we make this machine, which is a, it's like a, a mixer, but the difference is that I have a system of water purification inside integrated. And this system allow uh, to have the same uh, kind of water all around the world. For example, we know that in New, in New York, all the people know that in New York, uh, they have a very good pizza because the water, and uh, the water is very important. And that whole system has uh, patent water purification inside, and also is a system that you just have to press a button and make each step for... Uh, perfecting the dough each step automatically. And then any person can make a very good dough with this system. Let me ask you another question because your, your resume and your bio is very impressive. On your bio, you are a inventor and a pizza, a pizza maker, but you are a inventor and your uh, system is patented. Sure, sure is a is a patent system that we have invented. You know, sometimes you 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 make an invention when you are like uh, uh, desperate because you want to solve a problem, and then this system solve a big problem, which is the consistency of the dough in each restaurant on the in the world, and also in each uh, plant that make bread or pretzel or bagel, and then. Uh, 
my in in that moment my my mission or my vision is was to solve a big problem the problem of consistency of the dough because i love the product i love the pizza i love the bread and i want to to have the best bread in in this place on the world and then that this is like our our mission our goal and we have invented that this machine to solve this problem excellent my friend now that leads me into this i told the listening audience how good your gourmet pizzas are and sonia told them too she's here today with us too hello roberto hi <laughs> how are you <laughs> I am fine, thank you. How are you? Fantastic, thank you. I'm very happy to, to, to stay with you in this, uh, to have this opportunity to talk with you through this uh, fantastic podcast, which helps a lot of people to understand better the science of the food industry uh, or the, and the food in general. Yes, and you know, because we really love your pizza. It is awesome. <laughs> 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 and now, Let and now, this, the, um, sorry, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead, please. No, you go ahead, Roberto. No, I tell that uh, now you are making a very good uh, uh, work for for all the people that love uh, food because you are helping us to understand the other aspect of the food industry that normally. Uh, you you don't read on the book or you can't have the opportunity to learn about and now you with this podcast are helping a lot of people and I uh, appreciate that Thank you Roberto I'm glad you mentioned that and the reason why Sonia and I did the podcast because we can go global with it so we can have a global message as well as a local or a national uh, message. But I want to ask you, did you come prepared to get an audience a uh, one of your gourmet pizza recipes that they can try at home? Sure, sure, of course. If you want- Okay, I when you're ready, you go. Okay, perfect. For, for me, to make a good pizza require having the correct ingredients and process and respecting the time, uh, because you need that the dough uh, to respect the time to the dough to mature and develop all its flavor and digestibility. Then it's not difficult to make a good pizza, but you need to find the right ingredient and to respect respect time and processes. Then for make a good pizza, you just need five ingredients. One is the flour, then the water, which is important, uh, yeast, olive oil, if it's possible, extra virgin olive oil, and the salt. Then uh, the most important ingredient, a part of the water, is the flour, the flour. And just you have to remember that the flour is very important that you use unbleached, uh, untreated flour. <coughs> it's just a natural flour. Because, you know, uh, during a lot of time, uh, we have eat a lot of... Uh, bad pizza and bad bread. And now for that uh, cause, a lot of people have uh, some kind of disease or intolerance to the gluten. But that is the, the main reason of that is because uh, the industry 
sometimes uh, put on the market a bad uh, flower, not a very natural flower, uh, bleached and treated and with a lot of ingredients inside. Uh, you just have to, to buy the good flower without no bleached, no treated and natural. Uh, now uh, you can find it in uh, uh, gourmet supermarket or in some uh, uh, natural food uh, retail and it's not difficult in US to, to find a good flower. Then you have to, uh, for example, for uh, one, uh, for four people to eat four, four individual pizza, you need more, more or less two pounds of flour, more or less one pound of uh, water, half of the amount of the flour. Normally, if you put more water, it's, best, it's better because um, the water is the life of the dough. And if you put more water inside of the dough, the dough comes out, comes out better. More, more water is because more quality. But sometimes people don't feel comfortable to work with a sticky dough. And for that reason, I prefer to make the first attempt with less uh, water, like 50% of, uh, compared to the flour is 50% the amount of the water. Two pound of flour, one pound of water. And uh, then uh, you have to use a scale, uh, of course, because it's very important to make a, a, an accurate recipe. And then you need uh, like more or less uh, four, four ounces of salt. If you can buy kosher salt, is uh, is a good one. And then you can use, uh, it's like one gram. Uh, in industrial, for, for a pizza, industrial pizza, for a professional use, you put one gram each uh, two pounds of of flour, one gram, one gram of yeast. In uh, in your house, you need uh, like three or four gram of yeast for each pound of flour because in the house your uh, kneading process is not the best because you have to kneading it by hand or with a KitchenAid or something like that. I don't know if, until that until this point you you can understand the process before my. My English is not is not the best. If you can understand now, from uh, until now, the process, uh, we start with the flour. You can hear me. Yes, we hear you. Okay. You're doing real well. Uh, okay, perfect. Then uh, first, uh, first of all, uh, two pounds of flour, one pound of water, uh, four gram of yeast in in your house, uh, four ounces of salt. And then more or less four or five ounces of extra virgin olive oil. It's also very important to put the ingredient in the right sequences. You don't have to put together the salt and the yeast because the salt kill the yeast. It's not good to put together salt and yeast. And then you have to put in separate separate moment. Then. Uh, when you put the flour, you put the water, and you put the salt, then you mix all together. You put the, the yeast that you have previously dissolved with a little water. You put the yeast on the dough, and finally you put the olive oil. 
it's important that the olive oil is like the last ingredient and make the dough smooth. And it's important because if you put the, uh, the olive oil in the first place, the dough is like heavy. It's like very, uh, it's like heavy. It's, it's not the, the same, uh, um, uh, it's, it's heavy to digest because the, when you put in the last moment of the process, the olive oil, the olive oil can't go inside of the dough because the gluten, the gluten is the part of the, of the dough that is not allowed, don't allow the, the olive oil to go inside. And then the olive oil stay like uh, outside of the dough and make the dough more easy to, to digest and more easy to chew. Is the last and then how long do you, how long do you, uh, do you have to let the dough sit for a while? Yes. The, the best secret is if you can make a dough with a little more water, like 60% of the water, you can put the, the dough all together in a, like a um, bucket, a little bucket, and you put all the dough in the refrigerator. It's a little sticky, but because it's all together in a bucket, uh, don't present any, any inconvenience for you. You put inside of the refrigerator, and the day after, 24 hours after, you can take out the dough, and you, have, you can take out a little portion of the dough, and you can make a you can make a pizza, individual pizza. And then this dough can stay in the refrigerator up to five days. And then you have the dough for all the week and you can take out each time the amount of dough that you need. That is the, the best way for me because it's 24 hour, hour fermentation process. It's very easy to digest. It very, um, the flavor is better and the pizza comes out uh, very good. That's good. Now, let's talk about them toppings, because in America, Americans love their pizzas with the, with the different cheeses, the different sauces, and veggies. Can you uh, give us some ideal of cheeses, the sauce to put on it, and some of the toppings to make a gourmet pizza? Sure. Uh, the gourmet pizza in, the, in, a kitchen, in an oven, in a kitchen, in a regular kitchen, um, cook uh, for 10 minutes, more or less 10 minutes. It's not like a restaurant when you, where you can cook a pizza in two minutes or four minutes, depending on the kind of oven that you use. In, the, in your oven, in the kitchen, you need more or less 10, 12 minutes uh, because the temperature of the kitchen oven is lower. Then exactly. uh, the kind of ingredient, you have to base the kind of ingredient also for the capability to stay 12 minutes in the oven without burn. And um, pizza now, the new trend for the pizza, gourmet pizza, is to put uh, fresh ingredients on the top of the pizza. And you put the pizza in the oven only with the tomato, with a little olive oil, salt, and fresh basil. Inside, uh, you mix the tomato with fresh basil, olive oil, and salt. You put the tomato on the top of the pizza. You put the pizza in the oven. And when you finish, you put fresh ingredient on the top. Uh, for example, arugula with uh, fresh uh, burrata or fresh buffalo mozzarella and a little uh, 
olive oil, Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese sliced, very, uh, very thin, and uh, cherry tomato, for, for example. This is a, like a salad pizza. It's very good. It's very um, fresh. Uh, and uh, in the uh, summer, it's very good to, to eat this kind of pizza. And now is a new trend. A lot of people put the pizza only with, uh, just with the tomato on the oven. And when it comes out, they put like fresh prosciutto on the top with uh, fresh cheese. And they have a very good taste without... Uh, putting all the ingredients inside of the oven. This is a new trend. Yeah, I was getting ready to ask you about the, the uh, food trends. So what are some of the, uh, real quickly, some of the uh, new uh, food trends and pizzas? Pizza rollers uh, all across the nation and around the world, from your opinion. Sure. Now you know that uh, normally a lot of new trends come from uh, Europe to United States. Now it is just the opposite. Now all European people is copying American people and they start to make the chipotle kind of, of pizza. It's like fast casual pizza. And now you see all around you US, you see that a lot of little chain of pizzeria um, are starting making the pizza in front of the customer, and the customer lies like when they eat a, gelato, a gelato, they choose each ingredient and they put the ingredient on top of the pizza. This new fast casual way to eat pizza is growing very fast in the US and also now in Europe. Uh, in, for example, in one week we are opening 200 restaurants in, uh, in Italy reconverting to under restaurant in Italy uh, the fast fast casual system and also in Spain uh, they are two big chain from US are opening the first uh, store in uh, in Spain for example now US is growing very fast in the pizza industry is like teaching to Italy to Spain to other uh, country the way to to serve Hi, okay. we had to go to. We were talking about the the new trends about the pizzerias in in the U.S. where people are serving. Can you finish that statement for us, please? Sure. Now the new trend is fast casual pizza all around the world. Uh, this trend is starting in uh, in U.S. with a big company named Chipotle. Uh, Chipotle is a big company that is in the stock market. They are going uh, very well in the starting. They have started a new uh, industry, which is the fast casual way to, to eat. And now uh, this fast casual way is growing very fast in the pizza industry uh, because Chipotle is burrito, etc. And now in the pizza industry is growing very fast. And uh, for the first time, I see that instead of European people exporting their, their ideas to US, now is US exporting his ideas to Euro Europe. And now in Italy, we are opening a lot of restaurants with the fast casual uh, 
uh, trend and also in Spain and all around Europe, but principally um, in uh, UK, Italy and Spain, we are opening a lot of restaurants uh, in this way. Well, normally people don't see the operation of a pizzeria. The oven is in the back of the, of the store and people to see a menu board and to choose a pizza. In the fast casual, you see all the ingredients, you see the ingredient in front of you, and uh, the idea is that you are making your own pizza by yourself, and uh, the pizza guy is just that you want on the top of the pizza. It's very fast, it's very convenient, and uh, it's very fresh. The experience is very, is very good. Right? This is the, the, new, the new trend now, no? Okay, yeah, because we have uh, uh, a pizza uh, rear and out in Jacksonville called Blaze. So it's basically sure. what you you uh, described. But let me ask you this: since you was mentioning trends, our uh, legend has it that Valencia, where you live at, has one of the famous, one of the world's famous festivals called Lat. Tom uh, Metina, can you tell us about what's that about? Excuse me, it's breaking down a little bit. Which is the name? It's called Latino Tina. It's a festival that y'all have in Valencia. With with it's a food fight. It's every it happens every year uh, on the last Wednesday of August. The festival. Uh, it's a festival of the food in Valencia. Yes. Uh, the, no, Val Valen in Valencia, you tell me in Valencia, Spain. Yes. Do you know about that festival? Mm, no, it's like, it's like, it's, it's don't know if for the, the pronunciation, it's for the, I, I can't understand exactly, but normally the best Festival in uh, food festival in Spain is Le, Lo Mejor de la Gastronomía, which is in Alicante, and the um, Madrid Fusion, which is in Madrid. Madrid Fusion. Uh, in Valencia, normally they make a paella festival, which is a regional plate, very famous, but regional, regional. And I, but I, I can I can look for that, but they, uh, now I. I don't, I don't have any, any information about that. So Okay, and then the weather is what, 92 degrees in Valencia today? Ha, today is like uh, uh, 37 degrees Celsius. Now I can find for you the, but I see, I see nine, 92, now 90, 90 degrees. Yes, it's very hot. And that is also very hot. Yes. We're, we're, we're around 92. The weather patterns are the same in Jacksonville, Florida, and Valencia around this time of year. Yeah, yeah, more or less, yes. Yes, and which is now uh, your, your next step in this, uh, in this uh, industry? Which is your next goal? Uh, which is the goal for you from now on, on in this industry? Which is your next uh, goal? I'm glad you asked me that. I'm working on a uh, a VC fund 
and uh, what we're going to be doing is investing in a lot of our food stuff. And we're still working with kids at the school. And oh, so fantastic. with this podcast, the goal is to bring guys on like you, experts in the industry, to expose the industry to who are the thought leaders in certain spaces in the industry. And I love to get some of your uh, your chef friends onto the show, but we will have to do another show. Sure, sure. And anyway, we, we work with a lot of big chefs with uh, three-star Michelin and other chefs in uh, all around the Europe. And when you want, they are will be very very glad to to stay in your show because it's it's very good the the work that you are doing uh, for for the people and uh, also i promise you in public that when you are ready uh, when i i go i return to us i will go there with the kid to help you to make a, a, a very good pizza a gourmet pizza with you you know, I'm glad you said that, Roberto. I got, I have two requests. I love to have um, Chef uh, John Rocker on the show. One day, maybe y'all guys can come on to the show together. And then uh, I would love to invite you when the next time you're in the U.S., have you come up to the school with the school of, of uh, youngsters that I'm working with who are in the culinary arts uh, area. It's a high school. I love to have you come up to the school and show them how to, to make a pizza. Because like I said, some of the other students you change, they are professional chefs now. Fantastic. One guy uh, the military and a couple of them went to, to college. So we you did good with that group. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Very easy for me because they are very uh, focused and they put a lot, a lot of passion uh, during the teaching. It's very, it's very easy to work with these kind of people that uh, are hungry for knowledge, for for learning, and it's, it's very easy for me. And it's very, I'm very glad to to hear that they are doing very, very well. And then the other thing is, I'm working with uh, students and on projects on a nationwide basis. I got some things going on in Philadelphia, too. So we're talk, but I do appreciate you coming on to the show. And I look forward to getting some of your, because some of your chefs are, are, had the title of being the world's best chef. Some of your yes. friends. Like John Rock and some of the guys. Sure, sure. Now there are a lot of uh, young uh, chefs also, but John Rock is a very good friend. He's a very good chef, and hopefully we can find uh, the moment to to make this happen. Thank you. So when the next time you're going to uh, be in the U.S. Now you got a company. Let me ask you this before I let you go, my friend. Now the company you're you have uh, Thinking Foods is in Miami, Florida. Do you have a Thinking Food in Europe? Sure. We have Thinking Food also in Spain. And uh, from Spain, we work all around all, all, uh, in, all Europe. 
for example, now we are making a very big, big project in Italy uh, for a company that is in the stock market and also work uh, about 47% of the business in US. The, the name of the company is Autogrill, it's a big, big company. And also we work uh, a lot there with a company uh, that have pizza chain or restaurant business. And now we are making a, a very good uh, consultancy in uh, Orlando, Florida. And then when I come back to and go to Orlando, I promise you that we can uh, stay together, for example, one or two days with the kid to making uh, a new uh, experience with new kid and hopefully to have the same result that we had in the past. Okay. And, and on that note, the, uh, the smart dough system that uh, you donated to the kids is at the school now. Fantastic. So the school, yeah, the school got that uh, system. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm very proud of that because uh, this donation is for using it. And I am sure that you are making a very good use, helping people, uh, understanding the making the. And uh, we keep in touch also if you need some uh, recipe book or something to help people. I'm very proud for, for work with you and make it happen. Okay. Thank you so much, Roberto. And we want to hook up again. I'll let you know when the next uh, show. So we'll stay in touch. And I appreciate you coming on to the show. And I know the listening audience had fun with you too. You are a great guy and a thought leader in this space. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, big hug and also... Uh, for your wife, Sonia, and uh, thank you. Thank you so much for all, for all your time and your effort. Thank you so much, Roberto. And don't forget, the podcast is being aired on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, and we still waiting, oh, on our Apple HomePod, and also Google Home, and we're still waiting on iTunes and then Alexis, uh, Amazon Alexis. So this podcast can be heard all around the world. Fantastic. I I also want to spread this uh, podcast in order that my colleague, chef, and other guy can hear your uh, your episode of each podcast. Helpfully, we we can make some other appointment together. Okay, thank you so much, Roberto. And you let you and your family, y'all, be blessed and continue to do what you're doing. And I really appreciate what you're doing in the industry. I think it's important for the industry to know what you're doing worldwide, in the U.S. and in Europe. Thank you so much, uh, Clinton. Thank you for your appreciation. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. And then we'll, the next time you get on the show, we'll talk about that book. You wrote a book helping the industry out. Sure, sure. Uh, What's the name of that book? The name is uh, 
en uh, Spanish is el secreto de un restaurante magnético. In uh, English is the secret of a magnetic restaurant. And uh, we define a magnetic restaurant a place where uh, you, you recognize a magnetic restaurant where you see a lot of happy people eating. And uh, when it's not magnetic, it's not about the price, it's not about the, the investment, it's not about, it's about the feeling that you can put inside of a place in order to make that people feel very good, very happy inside. And this uh, is a book that I've had a lot of uh, success. It's very lucky for, uh, for have a lot of success and uh, spread a lot of... Uh... Roberto. Yeah. Roberto? Oh, yeah. okay, you was finishing it up. I want you to go ahead and finish up your statement before we went to break. Yes, the, the, this book is uh, about how to create the good feeling inside of a restaurant in order that you have a restaurant full of happy people. And uh, normally when you build a restaurant, people just think about operation, about um, investment about uh, menu, etc. But uh, some kind of energy that you can't touch, but is very important, is the energy that you can create inside of the restaurant. And this book is about this book is about this kind of feeling. And uh, thank God we have a lot of success with the, this book, and this helped me to spread the, this idea uh, in Europe. Now uh, is the moment is possibly to translating this book uh, in English and to have the book there. Well, let me tell you something, my friend. When you, if you do it in English, I would be honored to help spread that book and get it out. And it might be something I would suggest that you uh, use Amazon and some of the, yeah. the, uh, the stores to to uh, push it out and uh, because I was reading in Europe, it's the number two uh, famous or something. It was, it was the world's yeah, sure. best. Go ahead. Cointreau, um, um, the, the, the owner of the uh, famous liquor, liquor, Cointreau, is a, is a make each year um, a prize for the best book in the world. And in Spain, we have won the, the first place. And in the world, they have made the, the uh, presentation in, Fra in France. And in France, we have uh, made the second best in, in the world for professional, not for, is uh, the best book for professional, second in the world, the first in Spain. It was for me a big surprise because it's my first book. It's the only book that I have uh, written, and uh, and for that reason, is very is a very good surprise for me. That's excellent work because I was reading it. I'm like the best in the world in yeah. the second. Now, now yeah, if I was reading. What they can send to you um, the link of the prize if you want them to put. In, in some place or, or as a link in the in the podcast 
in order that people can see the blog. Also, we, we write, I write uh, a lot of uh, content for free in, uh, in my blog, Restaurante Magnetico. Uh, some, some content is in English, but the, the most is in Spanish. But anyway, uh, we have a blog for helping people, people to grow their restaurant. This is all. Yes, make sure you send me the link to the book and everything okay. because uh, my web guy is working on, well, you know, I got plenty of websites, but we're working on the website to the new company and to the podcast. So, yeah, send that to me and I'll make sure our listening audience and the industry in the U.S. get, get that link to that book. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much, Clinton. And to your blog, too. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. And to you. And Roberto, me and Sonia want to thank you for being on the show. And thank you for your time. And then I will be getting in touch with you. We'll try to put some more shows together with thank you, you and some of your friends. Thank you. And, thank I will you be, much, and I'll give you my schedule and what I'm getting ready to do in the future and now. Thank you. So thank you. with thank that, you. thank you for your time, Roberto. Congratulations for your podcast. Thank you. And I'm glad you was my first international guest. <laughs> thank you. But you more than a guest. You're a friend. We are friends. <laughs> but thank you too. You know I'm that. honored. I mean, you made history, the first international <laughs> guest. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know that for me, you are a big, big friend and uh, a big uh, uh, example for a lot of people. You are a very strong uh, mission inside, a strong drive. And uh, for me, it's a, it's a, a very good uh, thing to know you. I don't know how many years ago, it was a, a blessing to know you. I think it was, uh, we met in uh, 2012. So that would be at least six years. I think it was 2011. So that would be seven years. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, we have and to, then, go ahead. We have to, to, to make something to see each other uh, soon. I got one last question to ask you before I let you go. And in fact, Sonia, I should let Sonia ask you because she asked me. <laughs> Roberto? Hi, Sonia. Hi. So I know you said that you got started at age 16, right? Sure, sure. Yes, yes. So, and how did you transform to the point of where you are now? What was that process, that role that you took to get you to today? Yes, because when I uh, was 16 year old, the question that I working in a pizzeria is because my father, my father don't have uh, all the money to, to help me to study. I study in technical engineering and I, for, for studying, I have to work on the weekend. And then uh, when I see people making pizza, uh, I see that they don't use any kind of process. They start one time with the flour, another time with the water, etc., without following any process. And the product comes out every time different. And uh, I study chemical, um, uh, 
physical, uh, thermodynamic, and all this stuff. And I see that all that I studying in uh, engineering is very good uh, or can help a lot of people in the pizza industry. And then fall in love with the pizza industry because it's a very good industry for me. And uh, when I started my first business in Spain, was I was 24 years old, uh, I started with a pizzeria, opened my first pizzeria. I was a little chain of pizzeria and a pizza school and a pizza show and a lot of things about the pizza because it's my passion. And when I work in this industry, it's like the time doesn't... Uh, uh, I see that it's like a flow. It's not a work, it's not a job. Is my passion, and then uh, now is thirty. I don't know more than thirty. <laughs> I, I I am fifty-two year old in this lo a lot of year, and each time I know different kind of people that help me in the next step on the process, on the process. And a lot of people teach me a lot of things, and I think that I have to make the same with other people. Who doesn't break break the oh. That explains it. <laughs> well, let me ask you this real quick before we let you go, Roberto. What is your passion, uh, your mission, along with, if it was one thing outside of you doing, what is it that you you really, cause I remember the last time we had a conversation, you said that one of your passions was to start a school to uh, work with young people. Sure. I, I love to work with young people. I was, uh, during 15 years, I, I have a school in Spain. Uh, now for, uh, simplify a little bit my life, because I opened the Thinking Food Inc. in the United States. I have too many things to do. But finally, uh, at my age now, I I love to, to uh, contribute to other people's life. This is the my mission to uh, to give, and uh, I think that I have some experience that is uh, can can help other people. And uh, why not? We can't uh, make something happen together. Man, that's a beautiful mission. And you know what, um, Roberto, so I really love your story because that is one of the, the messages that we also try to, to get out, um, you know, in regards to also the name of the show, is just the different facets of, of um, food science and just how you um, bring together chef. And then, like you said, because you said your background was um, engineering. Yeah. And so, but you love pizza and you wanted to make pizza better. And so you bridge those two together. And so it just amazes me how, although we're talking about food, all of the different facets that encompass this industry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, for me, it's about uh, finding to, uh, to grow myself. And in order to grow, I want all the time going deep in each, um, studying each, uh, a lot of things, also philosophy and other things. But when I study something, I want to go in deep because uh, superficial is like 
how to make money fast, but it's not my mission. My mission is how to um, to learn something very well, to learn something that few people know, and to help other people to to grow too. No, and then all the time, I, it's like I I am a perfectionist. I want to to learn well and and to teach well, and uh, for that reason, it's possible that. Uh, my business is not so scalable at, at this time because we we love the perfection. We love to do to do the the job, not to uh, to do superficial. No, and for that reason, is is uh, is like uh, more difficult to 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 expand the business. Uh, and uh, in another side, um, we have this uh, smart system, which is the system that help other people to, sc- to scale their business because help people to grow their business. Uh, That's awesome, uh, Roberto. Is the most Man, you awesome. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And we're going to have to uh, do another show because I, we couldn't get everything in, but we got a lot in. So I thank you again. I look forward to having you back and having you bring some of your friends at some point back with you. Thank sure. you for your thank time, you. my friend. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you. And uh, see you soon. Okay. We'll, we'll do. See you soon, Roberto. And thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye, Sonia. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bless. Okay, Podcast Nation, you heard it from Roberto Bresciani from Valencia, Spain. So Valencia, Spain and Roberto Bresciani was in the house. And the connection to uh, Spain was awesome. So we was glad that we got had an opportunity to broadcast from uh, Valencia, Spain. But let me say this about my friend, Roberto Brissiani. Roberto is a global thought leader in the food industry and restaurants. Now you know why he's regarded as one of the most prestigious consultants in Europe. In his cookbook, for restaurant owners was the winner of the Gorman World Cookbook Awards in Spain. And not to mention his cook his cookbook was the second best cookbook in the world. Very impressive when you look at this stat. Seven Restaurants in Spain are now in the top 50 uh, best restaurants in the world. Let me say that again. You have seven restaurants in Spain that's in the top 50 best restaurants in the world. Very impressive. Not to mention, Roberto is an expert 
and Six Sigma and lean, manuf- mac- lean manufacturing methodologies, which means he can come into any operation, look at it, and see if the operation is set up correctly so that it can function properly. So, oh, and another thing, let's talk about, oh, he's also, he's an inventor of the SDS system. Let me tell you what SDS stands for. That stands for Smart smart Dough Systems. That's what that stands for. And if you ever was in uh, one of our restaurants, City Kids, and seen a big blue Look like a big blue uh, mixing uh, bowl. That's what the SD system is. That's a smart dough system, and it's and it's an intelligent uh, system because of the how he designed it to make the perfect dough. So once again, I'm glad that we had an opportunity to have Roberto on the show, and he's doing great things in Spain, but he also is doing great things in the U.S. He is the CEO Mm -hmm. of Thinking Foods, Inc., right here in Miami, Florida. Now, we are in Jacksonville, Florida. And so, in Spain, it was 92 degrees when when we interviewed Roberto so it was 92 in Spain, and in Jacksonville, Florida, it was also 92. So in both locations, it was extremely warm. And uh, so, let me say this. You heard it first, right here on the Clinton Bush Food Science with a different flavor show. You heard it here first. So you... Make sure y'all send up, call in and let me know what you thought about the uh, the interview. And also, Roberto gave y'all guys, if you didn't miss it, a recipe how to make a, a, a gourmet pizza. So, I want y'all to go ahead and try to make that uh, pizza and call in and let us know how it went, how did it go for you. So, thank y'all guys. And... Don't forget to subscribe and to share this uh, podcast with five people. Thank you.